Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wait, you've got to be kidding me. Let's get this untwisted. Welcome back, my lovely, beautiful, absolutely stunning and gorgeous friends. How are we doing today? I'm sorry if I, you know, absolutely stunned you at the sight of my hair. If you're watching this on YouTube and I just pounded the microphone, I'm really good at this. Uh, Hi, yes, whenever I get my hair done, it does in fact become a new personality trait for the foreseeable future. So um, welcome aboard. I love to make fun of it because it's been a a dream of mine to have this this, uh, type of hair, this color hair. It's not exactly like my perfect color yet, but like this path, you know, it's been on my mind for years on years, I will say. So now that I'm finally here, I love to just poke fun at it and make fun of myself because in some ways there are some really funny, notable characters in folklore and pop culture and books and movies that have this color hair. Like somebody (laughs) commented on my TikTok I made of my hair transformation um, that they didn't know Dumbledore shaved his beard. And That to me was absolutely genius. I went with um, Wizard of Waverly Place, as in I'm kind of channeling like wizardy vibes, a winter warlock, um, Alexa play wizards in winter, like that sort of thing. But then, yes, also Dumbledore. Also have gotten Luna Lovegood if we're going to stick on the Harry Potter train. I've also coined myself Anderson Cooper, which is like somewhat fitting, but also not. But he's also what I think of as like the epitome of like when people think of Silver Fox, they think Anderson. So that could be a goal to aspire to, but then I wouldn't have much hair. Um, Whom else? Oh, my Lordy. (laughs) Alexa, off. (laughs) I don't know how long that would just happen. FML. I'm so sorry if that happened to anybody else while you were listening to this podcast, but all of a sudden I like started to hear like bits of classical-esque music in the background and I realized that she was actually listening when I asked her to play Wizards in Winter. Are you kidding me? (laughs) What a nightmare. (laughs) What is this show? Oh my lordy. (laughs) fantastic song like if you're not listening to TSO at all hours of the day every season of the year we have some beef we have some things to talk about I'm a big TSO fan Trans-Siberian Orchestra I went to their concert maybe like 2015 2016 with my sister gosh like what a dream and do they know how to put on a show like flames and fireworks inside a closed arena I was overwhelmed in the best way possible but I mean Carol of the Bells on repeat Wizards of Wizards of Waverly Place on repeat oh my golly but yeah so I apologize that you're probably going to be looking at me for the next I don't know forever how long my hair stays this color usually about the next eight weeks um, until I start the trend all over again and then it becomes my personality trait once more but you know what like I don't care I think it's funny and I I can take a good joke I can lean into the jokiness of it all. I've, <laughs> I feel like there's certain things I'm like, we can totally joke about that with myself. And then there's other things I'm like, that's my sensitive area. We don't talk about that. No. 
but I mean, look at me. Like my hair is my personality trait. Like my lumpy, frumpy sweater. Like I'm trying to have a Meg Ryan moment over here. Like fall is also my personality. It's just that here's the thing. I've explained this so many times, but it is so important. I must reiterate it. Taylor is not her best self until maybe like late September rolls around. I am not a summer gal. I'll never be a summer gal. I'm not going to be a spring gal. I'm really not like a January through August gal, which sounds like a majority of the year, but the amount of fun and energy I have from September to December is enough for the whole year round, baby. Spread that cheer. I am just, I'm fun. I am vibrant. I am alive. I need to shut up. I just, I love everything about the fall season so much. And I've always felt like I love fall fashion. I love winter because it starts to creep into the holiday season, which of course is my second personality trait. Like first it's Silver Fox, then it's Christmas. Honestly, let's just flip those two around. Third is like pretzel fitness enthusiast. Like we're still working out the branding here. But <laughs> I don't know why I'm like laughing at myself so much tonight. I think I'm just realizing how ridiculous I am and like the ways that I choose to portray myself. It's just, I suppose, hilarious. Like having yourself as a quote unquote, very big quote unquote here, like personality online, I feel like is just you heightening like a few specific qualities about yourself to the next level. Like for me, talking about fitness, something I really enjoy, something I do every single day, but then it becomes like the thing that you know me for, you know what I mean? Or me like loving pretzels. I eat pretzels pretty much every day. I just had pretzels right before I sat down here, but then you maybe think of me as like the girl who eats pretzels constantly and only sings Christmas carols and wears frumpy sweaters. It's like you take everything that like I'm like, oh yeah, like I've liked that thing one time and then you amplify it as the only thing that I think of it's like when you think of the um the TV show uh, what's it called it's the TV show oh America oh home makeover edition something like that America's home make home makeover thing that's that's the show you know like there's like that meme where the creator of the show is like hey girl like what do you like like what's something that interests you and she's like I guess I kind of like horses and then the next thing you know they're like we've turned your whole whole room into a stable you've got horses running around we're gonna get surgery to turn you into a horse yourself that's how I'm feeling in this moment I just took something that was like very small and minute and just totally blew up my spot okay hi welcome back to the podcast you would think I'm recording this at like peak hours of the day but yet again we have another late night episode the clock just struck 1120, which does mean good luck that I just saw that 1120 is my birthday. So I would say like, that's my angel number. You know, if I see 1120, we're going to have a good day. It's going to be a good podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I, I'm kind of laughing at myself now because I sat down to talk about something like a little bit more serious and a little bit more like introspective about how pretty bad my last week was. And I, of course, you know, naturally I start off the episode with some not so funny jokes, um, probably some bad self-deprecating humor, which we do not applaud. And, you know, like I'm off on this like spirited note. And then all of a sudden I'm like, hey, I need to talk about my anxiety. <laughs> Just completely switch the tone. So sorry about that one. But hey, um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm going to be honest. I had like a really bad week last week and it, it stinks. Obviously, it stinks. Okay. Obviously, it stinks, but it stunk. Big old fat, stinky, stunky in the moment so badly. But <laughs> I can't even speak. But now that I'm, I'm past like that little moment of horrible feelings and just negative attitude all week long, I can look back on it and reflect and kind of like dissect the week almost as if. I wasn't the one that experienced it, you know, like I can kind of separate myself from the situation, psychoanalyze myself and then dive right into the the deep end of attacking it at its soul. So um, it actually kind of all 
starts or orients itself around my personal training program, which I teased you all about when I brought the podcast back. Was that like two weeks ago now? Uh, I teased you all about it because it was something that I decided I really wanted to share in depth or at least highlight on the podcast exclusively because it's been something that I feel like is really personal and I feel like the podcast is very personal, so I feel very comfortable sharing it here. But this is, I think, my third week of my personal training program, which is funny because now it syncs up perfectly with how season three of the podcast is going. But in case you you miss those episodes, you're unfamiliar, you don't know what I'm talking about. Essentially, I decided towards the end of August that I wanted to get a personal trainer for myself for a whole number of reasons. Um, One big reason, I've always wanted to be trained by a personal trainer for an extended period of time. This program for me is three months long. It's a minimum requirement of three months, which is very reasonable in my mind because I see that any real habits or or goals that you want to set for yourself, I think that you need at least like a good 90 days or so to kind of get that started. So three months seems very reasonable. Although at first I'm like, oh my gosh, three months, what the heck? That's like Christmas, whatever. But uh, yeah, that was a, a really big reason. I've just, I've always wanted to experience it. I wanted to know what it was like. And second reason is that as somebody who's also wanting to possibly do that in the future for myself, I want to know what it's like to be on the client side. I feel like you can learn so much in any job that you're in, any area of your life, if you learn all aspects of it. You start from the bottom up, you learn every single job in your department, you learn how people work and and operate alongside one another, because I think that's how you become the best you that you can be in that position. So I thought that it would be really helpful for me um, just seeing how I operate as a client and also how a good personal trainer treats their clients which of course it's gone very well so far. Absolutely no complaints. And lastly, I was kind of thinking that it would be helpful to get a personalized nutrition guide uh, of sorts or just a, a personalized workout program from somebody who knows you know, more than I do and also so I'm not just kind of like flipping around between workout programs, videos, um, Instagram workouts that I see online because that had been my workout regime for the past like at least year and a half, ever since 2020 at the very least. I hadn't really been following a set, let's say 12-week program or just solely doing this one person's guides or this one person's videos for months and months on end. I would obviously do like my videos that you all see on YouTube where I do a challenge for 30 days. I do a certain workout style for 30 days. Maybe I would go to my workout classes in person a few days a week, but that's not as consistent as I'd want it to be because I'd also want to incorporate other things that I like, like my running or or my weightlifting or walks, like whatever. So I just kind of wanted to see what advice I could get, I think. And I think it will also be helpful in ways that I can relay all of that back to you all as both a student, hopefully one day a teacher, and then just, you know, friend to friend, sharing a bit of advice on it all. But it's kind of neat the way that um, my program is set up right now in that there's different areas of your life that we essentially kind of want to like hone in on every single week. And at the end of the week, we have like a bit of a reflection that we can do that kind of brings it all together. Like, how did you feel this week? What was a goal that you hit that you were proud of yourself for hitting? Or maybe what was a really low point for you? And the different areas that are really important for my program are training, as in, did you do the workouts that you wanted to do? Did you get in any movement at all? What movement did you get in? How did it make you feel? Um, What strength goals did you hit this week? We also track the weights that we use in the gym. So that's something I've actually never done before, which kind of like is flabbergasting to me. I would always just go into the gym and kind of like try to remember what I did last week. Like, okay, let's say I'm going to do hip thrusts or something. I would remember that the last time I was in the gym, which mind you is usually like a week apart if I'm going like glute day to glute day, I would think, okay, I think last time I hit like 200 pounds. So this time maybe I should like 
try to do 200 or 205 or 210. Like I'd try and go in that range. But if I'm actually tracking it, like I am shocked at how little I was giving myself credit for. Like I should have been adding more to my weight loads or lifting more than I had been probably for weeks or months or years. Let's be honest for years, which is really embarrassing. And then I would also just not push myself that much because I'd think, oh, like that one was really challenging last time. Like I'll stick to that and it would still be challenging. So I, I wouldn't add any more weight. But in actuality, if I was really tracking the numbers that I was lifting every single week and then when I'm going into the gym, I saw that last week I lifted 200 pounds. Maybe this week I really need to be stern and, and push myself push myself and try. But if I didn't have any recollection or record of what I was lifting, I was never going to actually push myself in a um, responsible way. So that's super stinking helpful. Back to the categories, right? <laughs> Got myself a little derailed there. So the categories that we hold ourselves accountable for every week, training, um, nutrition, and it kind of just depends on where you're at in your journey, depending on what is quote unquote, like prescribed to you or like what your goals are meant to be. Right now, my goals are to eat more vegetables, quite literally and truly, and also to work on upping my caloric intake because that was another reason I had been interested in interested in getting a trainer because I had slowly done my first cut for the first time ever, ever in my life. And the proper way to do a cut is very small increments of decreasing your calories for a short amount of time or like let's say a week or two and then every single week or two you decrease by another let's say 100 or 150 calories and then at a certain point which is where I ended up I got very confused on how to go back up or to go back to my maintenance again and I wanted to do it safely I wanted to make sure I wasn't hurting my metabolism I wanted to make sure I was taking care of my body and I wasn't going to hurt my nutrition in any way or hurt the way that I was feeling my body in any way. Because whether you're bulking or you're cutting, it's not a sustainable measure. You can't always be in a cut. You can't always be bulking. So, well, I'm not sure about that last one. But I wanted to find my maintenance calories again. And in fact, I actually want to increase them so I can continue to eat more food. Sounds fantastic, right? So I wanted to get uh, basically like professional advice on how to be able to do that safely and effectively and to ensure that I was taking good care of my metabolism. So that's something else that I'm working on right now, slowly increasing my calories every single week. Um, And it's so strange. I mean, I'll get into this, but it's so interesting, like watching how my body reacts to um, kind of toying around with that. It's, It's quite fascinating. The next category of accountability is actually like accountability itself. So making sure that you're, you're being kind of like held accountable for this program. And it's not just like Taylor sent into the wild and the wilderness and and good luck and hope that you hit all these goals yourself. But um, having these check-ins, having these um, reflections and submissions submitted, um, you can also do progress pictures if that's something that you feel comfortable with. You can message my trainer pretty much at any hour of the day. Um, Maybe if you just have questions on a certain type of movement or if you're out at a restaurant and you're not sure what would be the smartest thing to eat that's going to give you a well-balanced meal. You can take a picture of the menu, send it to her. She might give you some suggestions on what to eat. Super fantastic handy tool. Freaking love that I have like literally somebody in my back pocket that's like, hey, this meal looks really balanced. Like you should try to get this one because it's going to give you like protein and vegetables and, and a good carbohydrate. Like fantastic. Oh my gosh. So cool. And then lastly is kind of like the mental health aspect of things. So are you getting in um, enough sleep? Are you taking care of your body and your mindset? What are things that you're doing for yourself outside of the gym? How are you de-stressing? How is your stress levels, (laughs) stress levels every week? Are you regular? Are you getting enough water? Like all those um, things that we kind of brush off to the side are actually extraordinarily vital and important for our health, our overall health. It It doesn't have to be all about training and fitness and it shouldn't be and it isn't. So yeah, I feel like the reason why my training kind of comes into conversation 
with this week's episode is because of that reflection and accountability piece. I I sat down to do my reflection this past Sunday and I'm going through the questions and it's reminding me of all of these like sour feelings that I had been feeling all week long. And it was kind of like one of those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, like how much was I suppressing all week to kind of just like get through it, flow through the motions so I wouldn't have to deal with how uncomfortable I was feeling in that moment. But I was thinking back on the week and I was noticing how my mental health was just in the absolute gutter. It was so bad. And I didn't realize it until I'm doing this reflection, until I had a conversation with my trainer that I recognized that because my mental health was not being taken care of, it ended up pretty much seeping into every other element of my training program and almost every other area of my life. And it came off as this poor reflection of myself. And I was seeing such negative views of myself. I was not giving myself literally any credit in the world. And I felt like when it rains, it pours. And I noticed this like when I sometimes get angry. It's it's like probably like my least favorite thing about myself. But like, let's say I'm, I'm angry about something. Then I walk into the kitchen and I see the sink is full of dishes. Then all of a sudden, like I'm a little bit more irritated because now I need to do the dishes or I walk over to the couch and the blankets aren't folded and the pillows aren't the pillows. Sorry, I say pillows, not pillows. The pillows aren't propped and the blankets aren't folded and there's food on the coffee table still from breakfast. And then all of a sudden I'm a little bit more irritated, you know, like, and you start to see like everything is wrong. Things are piling up. And then I just get madder and madder and more irritated with the situation when in actuality, none of those things are that big of a deal. But because I didn't take care of it at its root and I didn't just like talk to myself in the moment and and deal with the first thing that made me angry, I just let everything else like topple on top of each other. And that was essentially what happened with this past week. So It wasn't like there was like one big event that just kind of like threw me over the edge, but I think I just started to feel like very uncomfortable in my own body. I had been eating out like pretty much like almost every single day. And a few times there were days when I was eating out multiple times a day because I had a friend in town. I was going to say a foodie (laughs) because she's a foodie, but I was going to say a foodie friend, whatever. I had a foodie friend in town. And also like when your friend is in town, like you want to go out and explore. You don't want to just like make them home cooked meals all the time. If you do that, I'm very impressed. But I would say for the most part, you know, if somebody's coming into town, you're going to go out, you're going to go enjoy yourselves. You're going to take them to your favorite restaurant, etc. So it wasn't like something I had a problem with. But I think after a while, when you're maybe just not fueling your body with foods that also fuel your brain, it kind of starts to just like mess with you in internally. Like not only was I having like some weird stomach problems, TMI, but also I think it kind of just started to like mess with my mentality of things because I almost probably was realizing that I wasn't getting in like essential vitamins or minerals or uh, I felt like maybe like my food was Maybe it had like too much processing in it or it was just like not what I typically eat. And sometimes I feel like that actually just like goes straight to your head, not like in an egotistical way, but like literally it starts to like talk to the chemicals in your brain. I don't know. This feels like I should do like a further analysis on the accuracy of this, but it's like the way that my mind has worked all my life. Like if I'm constantly eating out over and over again, it starts to like make you feel sluggish. It starts to kind of make you feel like a little bit off, but you don't really know how to put your finger on it. So that's what I started to feel. And I, I I guess that could be the catalyst of this all that I wasn't maybe fueling my body in the way that I typically do. And then of course, like since I'm eating out so much, like I am getting acne galore and not to mention it's all mask me because of course, everywhere that you're going, you have to put a mask on. So I'm just getting like these 
full-on breakouts, full-on breakouts for me. And it was so frustrating because I feel like I have gotten past that point in my life where I have bad breakouts, but then, you know, you just add in all of these other elements of eating out all of the time. I was still drinking my water, but I felt like it wasn't really mattering or maybe I just had like a lot of sodium in my body. I don't know. And then of course the mask, like it was just like this combo wombo deal of all of these things that my skin wasn't loving. Um, And then of course, because of eating out, because my brain was feeling sluggish, because I was having acne problems, then I start to look at my body. And then I'm like, okay, well, um, I'm irritated with my face. I feel like I'm putting on my clothes and I don't feel comfortable in my clothes the same way that I felt comfortable in the same pair of clothes three days ago. What in the heck is happening? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So you start to realize, like, because I didn't just kind of, like, take myself out of the equation... I let small little things just seep into every area of my life until it ate me alive and crushed my confidence, crushed my image of myself and also probably like my mood and the way that I was carrying myself. And then the sad thing is, is that it it seeps into everything's just seeping. Like, Are you imagining this with your brain? Like, oozing into every corner of your body. That's how I felt. I I felt like I wasn't like performing well as a creator. Like I would, um, even if I'd post like an Instagram story, I'd be like, that was so stupid. Like I should go delete that. Like, why would I even post that? Or I'd take a picture of myself and I'm like, oh gosh, like that's horrible. I never noticed that ugly beauty mark. That's probably been there my whole life. Uh, like why would I even take this picture? Like the list just kept going on. And I don't even want to like say so much because I don't want to sound so terribly negative, but that's just how my week was going. And I was feeling so just blah, like blah in every way. I didn't feel that bad during my training sessions, which was kind of interesting. Like I, I did still make it a point to work out as much as I could. I had like a few video obligation sort of workouts like Pilates for example because I was working on my my Pilates video I went to a Pilates class I wanted to make sure that I was getting in like my certain number of classes that I pay for every single month at my gym and I didn't want those to go unused so I went to those instead of going to the gym and lifting weights when I feel like I've learned that lifting weights is actually something that I look forward to. It's something that I absolutely love. Look at me. Like I already got a smile on my face just talking about it. But I didn't I didn't recognize that it was something that was really important to me in my routine. And then when I took it out of my routine, I was shitting on myself for not also getting in that leg day that I should have gotten in or also getting in that arm day that I missed out on because I went to a workout class instead. When in actuality, it would have been a very dumb idea to do two a days, like to go to both the workout class and the gym. For maybe some other people, athletes, whatever, like you do you. But for me, that's just, it's not my forte. It's not my cup of tea. It's not what I should be doing. And then I was mad at myself though that I didn't do that thing. You know, I was mad that I didn't do both because I would tell myself, okay, maybe I could like make both work. Like I could just go in like really quick, like just a few sets, just whatever, just basically to cross it off in my mind to satisfy that like craving to go lift weights. Uh, There's this TikTok that came across my For You page maybe a week or two ago, and I've thought about it ever since. And I feel like that doesn't often happen. Like, you know, the funny thing about TikTok is that you spend hours on the app and then sometimes like you get off of the app and you couldn't recall most of the videos that you've just watched because everything is so indigestible and you just flip through it so quickly you almost digest nothing it's like this 
horribly terrifying paradox. But this one has stuck with me and I've saved it. And I think I even shared it in one of my most recent videos. If someone was as critical of me as I am of me, <laughs> I would not spend an hour around that person. Yeah. And yet I have oh, to wow. spend 24 hours with this person every single day. Doesn't that just kind of make your heart hurt? If you think about that and you really, really put that into action, if somebody was talking to me the way that I talk to myself this entire past week, I'd say, I never want to see that person again. I'm never hanging out with you. You are not a good friend and you're not very kind to me. I don't, I don't need that energy in my life. But instead, I choose to talk to myself and that negative attitude. I choose to sit here and critique every little square inch of my brain and my routine and my nutrition habits for like literally like six or seven days. I'm being so hard on myself for six or seven days of my entire hopefully long and luscious and beautiful life. But it's it's fascinating that we are our own biggest critics. But why? Like, why does that have to be a phrase that we all kind of resonate with? Because I don't want it to be. And I don't exactly know how to make that statement not true. But it really, really hurts when you sit there and think about how mean we are to ourselves. How often do you go through your day where you don't critique one little thing about you? Like every time you walk into the mirror, do you look at yourself and smile and say, gosh, I, I love my smile. I love my teeth. I have pretty teeth. I have the cutest little freckles on my nose and I'm really liking my snow white hair. <laughs> do you say that? Or do you look at, I, I don't want to give negative examples. Like I don't even like listing those things out because I don't, I don't like that. But if I'm looking in the mirror at myself, I'll be like, darn, like, Look at that pimple, just reminding me of the fast food that I ate this week. Gosh darn it, Taylor, you should have fueled your body better. You should have made it more of a priority to get in your macro and micronutrients and vitamins and minerals just like you do at home. Gosh darn it. And I sit there and I pick that pimple apart quite literally and physically, although I shouldn't. And I, I take those conversations with me all day long. I'll sit and I'll go, gosh, I have like the ugliest little fingernails. This sweater looks bad on me. But then three days later, I'm like, oh my gosh, this sweater is amazing. Like cutest fingernails in the world. Like we're so freaking back and forth with ourselves. <laughs> and we let like our, our mood in that moment control the narrative of the voice in our head that speaks to us. It's so beyond frustrating and I hate that there was like a point in my life when I used to think, oh, having confidence is a bad thing. Like if you have confidence, that means you're like pretty full of yourself. And that's something like I don't want to be. I don't want people to think I'm arrogant or not humble or not kind or rude. But having confidence to me, like now that I've, I've recognized how shitty it is to talk to yourself in such a negative way, to me, having confidence is the complete opposite of what I've described my whole last week as. Having confidence would be, you know what, Taylor? Like, I'm so proud of you because you went out and you had some delicious meals with your friends and you made great memories. And gosh darn it, you looked good doing it. And you still look good. And you always look good. And that pimple is beautiful. <laughs> like, I wish that was the way that my brain automatically thought, you know? And I can't even tell you how many times I've like come across videos on my For You page and it's these like really sweet and kind girls talking about how they've gained their own confidence. Or even better yet, I've even seen a few girls say, it's kind of interesting that people will ask me how I'm confident because I've never considered the opposite. I've never considered not being confident. I've always believed in myself. And I want to know what kind of water they're drinking because I need a sip or a full stinking gallon. If you have like little ways yourself that you have learned to be a more confident you, a way to believe in yourself more, a way to change the narrative on how your inner dialogue speaks to yourself, 
Um, I'd love to hear it. I really would. I'll put a question uh, in the description for this episode. I think this is only a Spotify feature. I don't really know why, but I think it's so stinking cool. You can put a question in the episode details of this episode that you're listening to, or if you're listening on YouTube, watching on YouTube, leave a comment in response to this. But I want to know how you've helped redirect that mindset and how you've learned to talk to yourself kinder and be kinder to yourself and be your own biggest cheerleader because it's a lot easier said than done. And I'd love the tips and I'd love to be able to share the tips with everybody else listening because sometimes I'm just I'm just a girl sharing her story. I am not out here with all of the answers. I'd love to be. I'm not as wise as my hair makes me look. Like I am I am truly not Dumbledore without the beard, unfortunately. However, I did love a few bits of reflection on my week last week that I think helped me shift that narrative in my head of how I how I am viewing that past week instead of just thinking of it as a crapshoot kind of the first is recognizing that movement is movement I talked about how I was giving myself like the literal hardest time because I didn't prioritize my weightlifting sessions but I still prioritized going on a walk. I still got my booty up off of the couch and I went to a Pilates class, which was so stinking fun. I went to a new studio for the first time. I had purchased a class pack kind of on accident when I was trying to make my video. And then the studio that I was trying to go to like had some weird like technical issues and they had to shut down for a week or two. I'm like, well, gosh darn it. And then I ended up having to find another one, still had this class pack, tried this new class out. Super cool. Like I used that reformer thing again. I think this time it was called an X reformer, which I'm sure if anybody's listening that knows Pilates knows more about that than I do, but it was like a little bit more advanced than the one I had used before. So it almost felt like a good progression that I tried the other one. Now I tried this one. Super stinking cool. Like Pilates is neat. And it's, it's such a different experience for my body to even feel what it's like to be on one of those machines. So in a way, like it's still a really good challenge for myself. Again, movement is movement. And people sometimes think of Pilates as like, oh, well, you're not sweating that much, blah, blah, blah. Screw the sweating myth. To heck with the sweating myth. Just because you're sweating doesn't mean that you got in a good workout and vice versa. Okay. Depends on your climate. Depends on who you are. Depends on how much you sweat. Something I didn't even actually learn until recently is that because of my Botox or anybody's Botox, technically I have Dysport now, but um, because of those wrinkle relaxers, it actually makes you sweat a whole lot less, if at all, in those areas. And I didn't even realize it because I sweat so much all over. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. Are you sure? But yeah, like I have it in um, my forehead. And I didn't even realize it because I still sweat like through my scalp. (laughs) But uh, there you go. Sweating less. Thank you, Dysport. Goodbye to migraines. Goodbye to sweat. (laughs) That's like their their motto. (laughs) We love it. Um, Yeah, other types of movement. You know, like I just, I, I was trying to enjoy myself. And I always talk about like how you should just enjoy the movement that you're doing. And the movement that I do also love is weightlifting. But maybe it just wasn't in my cards that week. And that's fine because like four days out of my whole life is not going to define me or you. Um, Next is the food conversation. So I was kind of giving myself this hard time about eating out so much, but I can flip that narrative and I can say, gosh, I had so much fun trying out some of the best restaurants in town. I had so much fun showing my friend around and trying new things. Like we went to a cooking class. We learned to make dumplings. It was so stinking fun. And I wouldn't trade that experience for anything, you know, just because I didn't have the chance to eat at home. Like boo hoo. I'm not even a great cook. Like it's probably saving myself from myself. Uh, But it's, it's still at the end of the day, like a, a fun, good experience. And I also, I keep referencing TikTok this whole episode, but I also saw this other video on my For You page that was kind of breaking down uh, how you view foods. And a lot of people are still very stuck in the mindset, understandably, because of how we've been taught, but uh, people are stuck in the mindset of food being good and food being bad, when in actuality, food has no moral value. 
And you cannot vilify food in that sort of way. Food does not have a evil villain origin story. You know what I mean? Um, but a different way of thinking about food is food that you should sometimes have and food that you should always have. So foods that you should always have would be your your broccoli, your water, your protein sources, natural protein sources, etc. And then sometimes foods that maybe are situational. Like I'm saying I'm going out to this cooking cooking class and I, I'm never going to have that again, but it was a sometimes food, you know? Or uh, somebody else commented saying that they also teach their kids um, fuel food and fun food, which I thought was also like a really fun way of separating that in your mind without putting any sort of moral connection to food. And at the end of the day, um, it's it's just like a few days. It's just a few days. And you can find whatever you need to find in your scenario. You know, like let's say you're you're a vegan, you're a vegetarian, and you're going out to a restaurant. I'm sure you can find what you need to find in that moment. And same thing if you're trying to maybe follow a certain diet or if you're gluten-free or whatever. Like you can find what works for you in that moment. And also you can have your sometimes foods. You can have your food fun food. <laughs> I'm like getting myself all confused just talking about this. But point being like you can always make it work and you can also always allow yourself to just live because it's just food. It's just food. It's like sad that we have to say that, but um, it's the way that we've been like all taught to view what's on our plates in such a, a negative and kind of like demonizing way, which speaking of my, um, I'm, I don't know why I don't really love non-scale victories. Actually, I know why. I don't love non-scale victories because I guess of like the connotation that it is also associated with. It's kind of like things that had a really good origin story and then over time have kind of lost their original purpose, original intent. And that's kind of how I think of the non-scale victory sort of thing. Like, I think if you are approaching it in a very healthy way, then it's it's great. Like it had nothing to do with um, maybe weighing yourself, obviously, like the non-scale part, or maybe it, it was separate from food if you're battling an eating disorder or something. But there's just something kind of like icky about it. Ugh, golly, I can't even like put it into words right now, of course, as I'm trying to explain it. But I don't know, like something about it is just kind of off-putting, off-putting, like the food. <laughs> it's just off-putting to me. I'll like reorganize my thoughts and like come back to this on another day. But if you kind of like get my vibe, let me know. Let me know. Bah, okay. I digress. What I mean to say is the thing that kind of helped me, kind of allowed me to celebrate myself, my week in one way or another was calling myself out in the moment when I had a really negative thought about food. So. I apologize if you've already heard this story because I did talk about it on my TikTok, but I'm going to explain it again now. <laughs> Essentially, I'm at dinner at my boyfriend's sister's house and I didn't really know what we were going to be having for dinner, but they start cooking up bratwurst, bratwurst, French fries, and hot dog buns to put the bratwurst in. And I don't know why. Well, I do know why because of years of misinformation. But the first thing I think of when I see the bread on the counter is, oh, dear God. And then also, how am I going to get out of this? How am I going to make up an excuse to not eat that bread? Because if I eat that bread, that bread is bad. And it's it's so weird how I can have that type of moment and I can think that exact thought in my mind like I did but then at the exact same time there was this other voice in my head yelling at me like why in the heck 
did you just think that? Why did that even come across your mind? And it was like that thing I hadn't thought about in years. Like I, I hadn't had that same really horrible diet culture thought in my mind for so stinking long. And then it just kind of popped up. And I had to like call myself out on it in the moment and to say, Taylor, like that's not correct. There's nothing wrong with that source of carbohydrates, like literally nothing at all. And in the past, I would have sat there and I would have gone, okay, like maybe I could like make up something so I could just not serve myself the bread and it wouldn't be awkward. Or I'm like already sitting there like thinking of scenarios of how that situation is going to be played out when the bread bowl like passes my plate at the table as we're passing it around. It's sick. Like it's absolutely sick. And I, (laughs) I hate that that was ever something I used to believe was ever something I was sold and, and bought multiple times over and over again. And I'm grateful that I had that call out moment. And that doesn't probably happen all of the time. There are probably other times when I, I wasn't even cognizant that it was happening because it was so ingrained in my subconscious. But I'm so thankful that in that moment, I was able to just like put pause on that negative mindset and say, there's nothing wrong with bread. Like literally the fact that we all vilify bread as a society is bonkers to me. And you know what's even sadder is that I think it's actually like a very big American thing because somebody commented on my TikTok and they're like, I actually have no idea what you're talking about. Like I'm from Germany and this is not something I've ever thought twice about. So what in the fuck is up with us Americans or whomever teaching people that something as simple as bread is going to lead to whatever the fuck? Like, I don't, uh, I'm trying not to get angry about it now. It's midnight. I got to lower my voice. It just is, it's stinking wild. And I was probably taught to not eat bread at like a ripe young age. Right. Like middle school, middle school, like 13, 14 years old. And at 24, how old am I? At 24, I'm still thinking about all of those negative things. A decade later, it stuck with me. How fabulous is that? That's why it's so beyond horrifying that some some of that rhetoric is still being sold and still being passed around by media or influencers or, or whatever. And as I've mentioned, like it's going to take time for all of that to just kind of be like swept out of our rhetoric because it's been so sweeped into our subconscious that we all just believe it all of the darn time. I'm starting to get angry. And the point of that story was to show you that I had a good moment that I called myself out on something that I'm proud of for calling myself out on. And then of course, like I got into my diet culture high horse. But the point being was that I was really proud of myself that I didn't let that infiltrate my actions. I ate my bratwurst with my bun. It was delicious. And it it ended up being a delicious meal. And I'm really proud of myself that I gave myself a well-balanced, um, a well-balanced dinner. It's so tough because I I'm outlining all of the reasons why I had a tough week. And I promised myself with this new season of this show that I'd always end things on a lot more of a positive note and I'd always kind of give you more of a direction to go instead of you just listening to me cry and rant and go off on tangents for 45 minutes. But I don't have all of these answers on how to like be the best version of yourself at all times because I'm not and I'm not perfect and I'm never going to pretend to be. But I also want you to know that this past week for me was really, really hard. And although it was really, really hard, the storm passed. It's all over now. And I'm I'm having a much better week. I'm feeling a lot more confident. I'm trying to be a lot more productive. I'm like going about my house and I'm like cleaning things up and I'm feeling a little bit more of a spring in my step. And even though in that moment last week, at any point I was just feeling so down. I didn't, I didn't always know like, okay, next week is going to be better. 
But I think when you're having those down moments, remembering that or hearing that or just putting yourself into the mindset of a time when you were happier or where you were or when you were your best self can be very motivating, you know, or just it can kind of keep you going when you're feeling very, very down. So if you can take any advice, I guess, away from this, it's, it's that recognizing that that was last week. And now we're on to this week. This week is better. I'm, I'm feeling better. I'm feeling more confident. And I can reflect on all of the things that maybe I didn't do well last week. And I can be a better person this week. I can be my best version of myself this week. And that's the best that I can do. <laughs> Questions of the week. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, this is actually pretty pretty related. My question of the week, how do you stay productive when you're feeling overwhelmed? Now, this is actually like something I'm learning to be like my claim to fame, you know, <laughs> not actually, but I, I'm feeling very proud of myself that I finally learned how my brain works. I have learned like in the last year, 23 years of my life, I had no idea that I have ADHD not a stinking clue. Like literally all these telltale signs. And I was just like, do, 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 had no idea. But now that I know that, and now that I'm using it as like a strength and a superpower, and I'm learning to make my life work for me, and I'm learning all of the tools and the things that I can do to be my best self, instead of kicking myself to the curb for not learning the way that the rest of the world works or not being productive in the rest of like the rest of the world works. Um, I can be the most productive lady in the world because I'm finally doing what my brain prefers. So I have realized that the best thing I can do for me when I'm feeling so overwhelmed, I often go into like task paralysis where I have so many, golly gee, I am just flapping my hands left and right. So sorry, audio listeners. If I have so many things to do, I have a really, really hard time getting them actually done. I will look around my entire house. My room is a disaster. My um, pillows that need to be washed, uh, my pillowcases and such um, that have been sitting next to me for forever still are sitting next to me. My stuff that needs to be packed um, or unpacked from my suitcase is still sitting there. Like the list goes on and on and on. But even though I know that there's all of these things that I have to do, plus my own personal work, recording this podcast, filming, etc., I can't do any of them. Like it, it happens every once in a while. So the, the first thing I'll do, and this is also a tip that I learned from one of my friends. Her name is Gabby. She's kind of so great, but she um, – has like a really big TikTok following, but we went to middle school together and like have so many mutual friends. And now she's like super awesome and successful and she's like a life coach. So um, I'm re rephrasing this strategy from her. So thank you so much, Gabby. I think her handle is Gabby, the self-care coach on TikTok. I think I'm so sorry if I got that wrong, but anyways, she's the sweetest. So one of her strategies that she used for this task paralysis Write yourself a to-do list, okay? Write down literally everything that you can think of that is on your mind for the day. It can be everything from house chores to errands to work to um, taking your dog on a walk, exercise, whatever. Put down every stinking thing that's on your mind. Write it all down in a list. I am like a pen and paper girl. It's the way that my brain works. Some people love an iPad. Some people love Google Calendar. Like do what works for you. Notes app, fine, whatever. Write it all down. Now that you have your list of every stinking thing that you can think of for the entire day, I want you to reorganize that list into things that have to get done that day. So if there's something that is a must, must, must priority for that day, put it at the very top of your list. And then as it gets into lesser of a priority, put it at the bottom of the list. Don't get like too stuck in the minutia of it all. I feel like that's where I can also get a little bit stuck is like, figuring out what is more important, but like think generally, you know, like if there's something that is a deadline that you have to finish by today, put that at the top. If there's something like taking packages to the USPS, something that I always put off, um, maybe put that at the bottom because it can be maybe dependent on tomorrow if today is just a little bit too busy. Think in that way, okay? Then 
I also want you to reorganize your list a third time, or I suppose this is the second time because you already wrote the list or reorganizing it again. Reorganize your list in a way that is going to help you get your top priority tasks done. Reorganize your list so that if there is any tasks on your list that have to, have to, have to get done in order for your priority tasks to get done, you tackle those first. For example, like I just mentioned, I need, like literally need to get a lot of cleaning done. But if I'm sitting in this room right now and I'm looking at piles of clothes that need to be folded, packed, um, washed, laundry, vacuum, all of that. That's the only thing that my brain can think of. I can't think about the bigger tasks that I need to get done. So in actuality, it's going to feel like you're procrastinating. It's going to feel like you're not being as productive when in actuality, you're going to be your most productive self if you get those smaller tasks done that are preventing you from being your most focused self for that bigger, most big priority task. I'm really hoping I explained that well and that I also summarized Gabby's point very well because I love the way that she laid that out. But bottom line, if if you're somewhere and you feel like you're distracted by your work environment, clean up your work environment before you start working on the task. It's kind of like even a general rule. You really shouldn't have too much on your desk at work. If you have the liberty of having a desk, if you have a desk at home, you're working from your coffee table, your dining room table, you're at your classroom, you're in the library, wherever, having things like all spread out and very, very noisy, if you will, like very just chaotic energy is not the best thing that you could be doing for your brain because your brain is going all over the place, all over your workspace, when we should be prioritizing what is just the singular thing that we need to be working on. So there's no other distractions. That is the way that my brain works. That is the way that I like to be my most productive self. Um, and it stinks that I don't have like the the motive to be the type of person who like every day wakes up and like cleans, cleans, cleans constantly. And I'm up by like, you know, three o'clock in the morning or, or whatever. I am the antithesis of that girl. Like I just am. It's never going to be me. And that's fine. I'm very much okay with that. I had like a sad little moment of my life where I'm like, I'm never going to be that girl. Yes. Good. Fantastic. Now I can be my best self. Beautiful. Okay. Wellness tip of the week. Find yourself a movie or a comfort TV show for you to always turn on when you are not feeling like your best self. Or maybe it can be the TV show that you turn on when you're doing your little tasks to be able to prioritize your top priority task or to get that top priority task done. I have been, of course, in such my fall mood, like, you know, me and like my moody moods this time of year. I love turning on Disney Plus and going to the Halloween section and turning on my all-time favorite nostalgic episodes of my all-time favorite shows, like the That's So Raven Halloween episodes. Yes. Uh, Sweet Life is Zack and Cody with Esteban Julio Ricardo de la Rosa Ramirez. I think that's his name. I might have missed one. That's the best episode. Like that is the absolute best. So that's what I like to turn on when I'm just wanting to like feel very nostalgic and I feel very comforted by it. There's also something that is very comforting for turning on something that you already know what's going to happen. Like you don't have to feel very anxious throughout the duration of a TV show or a movie because you don't know what the plot is going to unravel. I have a really hard time with that. Like I'm not really good at starting new shows. I watch the same shows over and over and over again, which I think is just, again, a comfort thing. But um, that's my wellness tip of the week. Find your comfort movie or TV show for this season. Let me know what it is in the comments down below if you're watching on YouTube or let me know in the episode details for this episode of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all so much. Uh, I appreciate you just kind of I don't know, like workshopping this with me and letting me just like be your friend and talk through things when life isn't always sunshine and rainbows. I know I said like, I don't ever want this to be the podcast that you walk away from and you're just kind of feeling like, wow, that girl just like ranted for an hour. But I also think it's important to share real and vulnerable moments because if I was just this like scarecrow that only smiled all of the darn time, 
I think you'd be a little bit concerned for me too. So I, I love you all. It means the world to me that you listened to this episode and that you stuck around. I hope that you liked it. Let me know by giving it a five-star review on Apple Podcast, giving this video a thumbs up on YouTube, commenting down below, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and also staying tuned for another episode of the Don't Get Twisted podcast next week. New episodes every Monday. I love you all so stinking much. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Do something spooky, okay? Goodbye.